0: This is Changing the Rules, a podcast about designing the life you want to live. Hosted by Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Changing the Rules. I'm Casey Dempster, and I am, we are on Wildfire Radio, uh, and I have Ray Lowe with me, and Ray is the self-proclaimed luckiest guy in the world. I know it's killing him to hear me say that. But um, all through our lives, people have been giving us rules. First, it was our parents and teachers and sometimes the church or employers. And I'm sure there's a, a list of people that could be considered the rule givers. And for the most part, these rules were meant to control us, but usually in a positive way. They were meant to give us structure and guidance and to keep us safe. But over time, as we get older, these rules start to lose their relevance, and they can become restrictive. So we've designed this podcast to help us build our own set of rules, those that are important to us and that work for us. We all need rules, but they need to be rules relevant to us, our rules. And when we change the rules to our rules, we become free and free to be ourselves. So good morning, Ray.
1: Okay, and I am Ray Lowe, and I am the real luckiest guy in the world, and uh, we'll get into that more. But, uh, you know, changing the rules is, is one of several major sets of attitudes, attributes, and actions. I think I got those all right in here, that the luckiest people in the world have, do, and feel. And there was a whole list of them. And uh, changing the rules is one. Now, I've been studying the luckiest people in the world for most of my adult life. Now, why? Because I've always wanted to be one. That's why. OK. <laughs> and uh, I've got enough data now that we can start to share this with other people. And and those luckiest people in the world always kind of grab my attention because they always seem to have it all together. And they had this aura of luck about them. And I just wanted to be there. These are the kind of people that I want to hang out with. They're the kind of people that I want to model and emulate. And uh, these people aren't born lucky. I I haven't met any of them that are born lucky yet. And uh, what they have, though, is that they've taken this set of attitudes, the way they think, attributes, the way they are, and the way they feel, and the actions. uh, Those are the things that they actually put into place. And they've learned them, and they've developed them, and they apply them to their life. And all of a sudden, they feel lucky and luckier and luckier. And I can tell you, the luckiest guy in the world feels lucky, lucky, and luckier every day because (laughs) these darn things work, all right? So as we said, changing the rules is one. There are a whole lot more. And what we're going to talk about this time is we're going to talk about The luckiest people in the world are on a mission. Now, the luckiest people in the world, again, are those people that personally have designed their own lives, they take control, they live their life to the max. They're not living other people's lives, they're living their life. And it's going to be interesting to see today how having a mission makes a difference here. And we have a guest with us that we're going to uh, bring on in a couple minutes to explore this uh, concept of having a mission. And uh, I think it's time for a quick break. And then we're going to come back with our guest, Tammy Bannon. Granted, excuse me. You're listening to
0: Changing the Rules with Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world. We will be right back with more exciting information.
1: Okay, I believe that we are right back. And uh, Tammy, sorry, I stumbled over your name before. But uh, Tammy has been with us before. She is the developer of the Blueprint process. And we're going to see what that is in a minute. And we're going to talk about how that's going to impact our ability to be the luckiest people in the world. So uh, Tammy, thanks for being with us today. And say hi, Tammy.
2: Thanks for having me back, Ray. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and and that was quick. So uh, so tell us a little bit more about the blueprint process. Uh, and and then uh, let's talk about this thing about having a mission in life. I think the last time we had you here, we talked about the fact that uh, uh, people had to have a direction, that they had to know what they want. And uh, we couldn't stumbled over that because it's not an easy thing to do. And now we're going to end to the mix having a mission. So your work is cut out for you. And I just have to sit here and uh, not do anything. It's wonderful.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad that I can give you a day off, Ray. <laughs> yeah. So what I love about having a mission is that we all have one. We all have an inherent mission within us and we talked last time about how the blueprint process really helps you identify what your zone is you know where your energy is spiking where your energy is low all of that really points to what your mission is. So again, this is something that you don't just sit down in 30 minutes and figure out, you know, what is my mission? Why am I here on this planet? No, it's something that over time you develop, you understand about yourself as you study yourself. You were just talking to Ray about how you've learned that your mission is to be the luckiest person in the world. And then also to help other people become the luckiest people in their world. And that is your mission. And so that really uh, highlights for you what you need to do and what your rules are. Casey introduced the podcast talking about changing the rules and finding your own rules. Well, that's what your rules should really be built around is identifying your mission, your why, why are you here? What, What value are you bringing to the world? What value do you want to bring to the world? And then developing your rules around that So now you know what to say yes to, what to say no to, whenever you're at a crossroads, because your eye is always focused on that mission on the horizon.
1: Okay, so I've met a whole lot of people who get to this age that they call retirement, and they say, gee, I don't have to work anymore. I am going to just take off. I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm going to go where I want to go and have fun. And uh, most of them aren't very happy campers, but why is this such a the wrong place to be?
2: Well, first of all, it means that up to that point, you haven't been the luckiest person in the world. If you're not enjoying your life so much so that now you have to take a break, a permanent break from it, you have to retire from it, that means that up to this point, you haven't been choosing to be the luckiest person in the world. No shame, no guilt about that, but let's start doing something different now and really identify what is going to make me the luckiest person in the world going forward. And I totally get... That if you've been working so hard, doing something that you just don't really enjoy, and so your energy tanks every day, so every day you come home and you have to sit in front of the TV just to kind of rejuvenate yourself because your job sucks that much, then yeah, I totally get why you want to retire. However, that doesn't mean that work Any kind of work is going to do that to you. So as you're looking at the second stage in your life, consider maybe how work might actually bring you energy. What we know is that in order to stay engaged in life and to be the luckiest person in your life, you have to give of your value. You can't just totally check out. I mean, you can, but trust me when I tell you the the satisfaction from that is very, very short-lived. You will recognize after a very short period of time that you need to give you need to create that's what your mission is that's why you're here but you don't have to do it in a way that you don't enjoy so to be the luckiest person in the world it's learning what value do i have within me that i love giving it gives me energy to give it it doesn't mean you have to trade time for dollars there's plenty of ways for you to give value without falling into that pattern and without doing something that you hate doing that drains your energy.
1: Yeah, you know, it's a shame you're not passionate about this. I mean, I have the advantage of being able to see you and and the body language that just went on is incredible. I think you got that through in the audio, too. But, but a while ago, you sent me... Uh, an email and I'd like to read it right now because I think it's one of the problems that occurs when you don't have a mission in life. So uh, you were you got this email from uh, a friend of yours who uh, ran in a daycare center for the elderly yep okay yep. and she was talking about a resident uh, that I guess was kind of in the beginning stage of dementia. Okay, uh, and uh, she had enough memory though to know that things were not right in her life. She just didn't feel right, and uh, she was constantly talking about the fact that she didn't have anything to look for. Yep. Right. No mission. But but her daughter had passed away. Uh, there was no husband. All the pets had died. Uh, she had just started to seek medical help too. Uh, but. She used to be a speech therapist, she loved the outdoors, she read a lot, you know, and all of a sudden, there's this will to live that just was lost.
2: Absolutely. And
1: and I've seen so many older people do that and this is not where you wanna be. You you don't wanna have this kind of regret in life. So what do you do, all right?
2: And it's a great question. First of all, you gotta recognize you're here for a reason and that reason isn't done. And often when people retire, that's what they're thinking. They're thinking, my use is over. I'm done with my work, or I'm done done being a mom or you know, a sister, a brother, or whatever, because that person's no longer living, or you know, whatever. The, your use is not done. It's never done. And so if if you want to be, if you want to stay engaged in your life, if you don't want to end up like this lovely woman in in the in the care home, then you have to recognize that within you inherent within you is value its inherent value and in order for you to stay engaged in life you have to keep creating value you have to get engaged with something that you're passionate and excited about ray was mentioning how he can see me gesturing and going crazy on my end of the camera and it's because i have found my mission and whenever i talk about it i my energy goes through the roof well you listening, you have a mission. When you tap into that mission, you'll tap into that energy and you will never feel tired. You will never want to retire. You will never want to be done because just talking about that, giving in that way lights you. So the question at this point is, do you need to make money or can you give without the need of making money? That's the question. Either with either answer, no matter how you answered that question, then you have to ask yourself, what ways have I given value in the past, whether you've traded time for dollars or not, what ways have you given value in the past, whether it's to a friend, a son, a a brother, whatever, a client, what ways have you given value in the past that you have loved giving that when you give in that way, it feels like you could keep on giving. You're like the energizer bunny. You could keep going and going and going, banging that drum because you love banging that drum and that pink, fluffy bunny suit, right? So whatever way in the past that you have given value, that you have just gotten so much energy from, let's recreate that in your current existence. What can you do today that utilizes some of those things?
1: Okay, we have a break in the passion here for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, you had you know, to take
0: a breath, Ray.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sitting here listening to you, you know, and 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 I'm kind of kind of break ahead over here because one of the other characteristics of the luckiest people in the world is that they tend to follow what's fascinating and motivating. And it's an exact extension here of what you're talking about. You know, we all lead other people's lives, and I think, uh, listening to you, that really hit home with me over here. Uh, When we're not doing the things that we're excited about, we're living other people's lives. Now, to some extent, you know, we may have to do that for times because we have to make a living. We've got to make money for something. But... Living somebody else's life isn't fun. It doesn't give you the psychic benefits of anything. And what you're saying here is you pick out those things that fascinate you and motivate you, and now you figure out how to do those things for the rest of your life.
2: Amen. You said it.
1: All right. So, do you have a magic way of doing this?
2: Well, like I said, if you can study you, as far back as you can remember, both relationships and professional life, volunteer experiences, start making a list of anything that you've done in the past where someone has said back to you, hey, you know what? You really helped me out there. Thank you so much. That that just took a huge load off of my mind. When anytime that someone has given you that feedback, make a note of what it was that you were doing in that moment. And once you compile a list, give yourself a couple of weeks to kind of Call your memory banks, maybe reach out to some friends and family members and ask them, what do you see that I bring to the table? Make sure though, that the only things you're writing down on your list are things that you love to do. If someone says to you, oh man, you totally helped me when you did this, but you're thinking in your brain, well, I'm glad I helped you, but that sucked. I hated doing that. Mm -hmm. then do not put that down on the list, right? I mean, you want the rest of, you want the second stage of your life to make you the luckiest person in the world. So you only want to do things that you love to do. You, You can recreate your life today based on these things. So once you create this list of things that you've done for others that you also love doing, then you can start saying, okay, What in the world would allow me to do these things? Do I create my own business? Do I go work for someone else? Do I volunteer at the pet shelter? You know, whatever. But you're basically creating a job description for yourself. That's what you're doing. By identifying all those things that you've done to create value for others over the years that you've also loved doing yourself, you're creating a job description. And so now ask yourself, is this a job that exists somewhere out in the world that I could actually apply for? Is this a business that I could create? And again, checking in with yourself, what do I want to do? Do I want to have my own business? Does, does the thought of creating my own business really excite me? Then do that. If you'd rather just work for someone else, you know, nine to five, kind of leave the job there, or maybe it's not nine to five, maybe it's 12 to four, then great. Do that again. No matter whether, what, not only with what you're doing, but also how you're doing it. It's based on you. It's based on what you want. And that's how you become the luckiest person in the world today. Wow.
1: Okay. I'm there. All right. Casey, any questions? I have no. one more before we're going to have to break.
0: Yeah, um, we're, we're getting low on time here.
1: Yeah, So so... Basically, what you're telling me is it all comes down to really defining who you are and what you want. That's that's kind of stage one. And then what we haven't really talked about is how you transition into doing this. You know, uh, I've met so many people that are doomed to being unlucky for the rest of their life because they can't seem to get out of where they are. But there's always a way to get out of where you are, isn't there?
2: Yep, absolutely.
1: And and I think what we need to do is we'll bring you back in a few more weeks and we'll start to talk a little bit more about maybe how you do this. And I think a lot of these things are built into your uh, blueprint process. And I know this is what you helped me to do. You helped me get a grasp on why I really feel lucky and why I'm the luckiest guy in the world and and what are these criteria. And they've been floating around for years and years and years, and all of a sudden they're clear in my head. So thank you for that. And thank you again for being a guest on our show today. And uh, let's do a quick break and come back uh, and close up our show.
0: You're listening to Changing the Rules with Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world. We will be right back with more exciting information. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I'm still kind of catching my breath from all of that information. It was really exciting,
1: actually, is the is it was, word for it. It, it. it was actually kind of a rope of hope, wasn't it?
0: We're going to have to talk about that. (laughs) But I wanted to say the luckiest people in the world aren't born lucky, but they do live exciting and fulfilling lives. And we believe it's because they've made the commitment to learn how to be lucky. But it's not enough just to make the one-time commitment. Being lucky is a continuing process. It's like a journey. And sometimes even lucky people get hit by life events that derail them. And they need, uh, was was it soap on a rope? To get out of limbo. <laughs> the nature of being lucky in itself creates change, and most lucky people look to continuously expand their opportunities and their lives. This means meeting new lucky people, sharing experiences, and learning from the experts and adjusting their own lives and changing their rules. So, yeah, Ray, you- how, how are you going to help us learn to be lucky and stay lucky?
1: Well, you join our Luckiest Guy in the World community, and and you come to our website, uh, www.theluckiestguyintheworld.com, and you learn about our podcast, and you listen to our podcast, and you learn about our Friends Connection events, our Travel Connection events, our books, and take some of our courses. But, you know, the, the real place to start is right here on Changing the Rules – We have some fantastic guests like Tammy who just will wake us up and give us some insights into the kinds of things that we need to do to be the luckiest people in the world. So uh, join us in another week for uh, Changing the Rules, and we're going to introduce another of the luckiest people in the world. Thanks for being with us.
0: Thank you for listening to Changing the Rules, a podcast designed to help you live your life the way you want and give you what you need to make it happen. Join us in two weeks for our next exciting topic on Changing the Rules with Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world.